I remember eating really healthy in college and still gaining weight with PCOS because I wasn't eating in a specific way for my hormone health. And I think that that is like a really important factor to making sure that I'm seeing the results that I deserve. I just, if you're one of those people who eats healthier than the people around them and you still can't lose weight with PCOS, like, Listen up, this is the podcast episode for you. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. Okay, when are you going to stop being mad at me? Mad at you? You keep looking at me with that side eye because of this goatee. I can't stand you or recognize you. Does everyone hear this? And it makes me want to start an argument for no reason. I know, I've noticed this. Just a little (laughs) behind the scenes BTS for the people who don't know in the biz. Um... Right now, I am trying this new beard style out. Basically, I want my goatee area to be a little bit longer than the rest of my beard. If you, if you want to know what that looks like, just search Tom Hardy and like beard goatee or something. And you'll see a very sexy gentleman. Anyway, to do this, I have to shave the rest of my beard and have a goatee only. And I don't like the goatee and Talian for sure hates it. Is what I think. And I'm trying to like push that down so you can achieve what you're trying to achieve. And Mm. I just don't understand why you couldn't have grown a regular beard and then trimmed the sides and left the goatee area longer. Why did you have to shave off all the (laughs) hair except the goatee? Look like this version of yourself that I did not agree to marry. Okay, first of all, (laughs) let me see a couple things here. I was not, I don't, I don't know how to do this. You know, it's my first time trying it out. I'm trying to, I thought you, you shave it and then the rest of it grows back wow. and then you, it goes from there. What I'm supposed to go to like a barber and he's supposed to shape this thing. How am I supposed to do this yeah. at home? Yeah. Well, till in, Schedule a haircut and ask them to do your beard too. Let me try something. And that okay. would have really achieved what you know, you're uh, trying to do. All I want to. is one week of support for goodness sakes. You know, looking at me. Like I feel a... like my cortisol is high every time I look at you for the past three days. Thanks. And every day I look Thanks. at you, I'm like, has it grown back? Is it is it normal yet? No. And it's not. Okay. Well <laughs> if you can just stop looking at me like a podcast. <laughs> just stop looking at me like a rabid dog for one second. I just and let me can't. Okay. Well, should we just stop this podcast and <laughs> I leave this room and you do it yourself? No, let's continue. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to look good next time we record this podcast so we can update you sisters on how we feel then. I mean, I hope so. I just feel so demoralized walking around. That. <laughs> the funny thing is every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, who is that guy? Because I forget that I have a goatee. So like, I'm even, I don't like it either. You know. <laughs> so a little support will go a long way. Jeez. Okay, listen, the photo you showed me of what you're trying to look like looked good. So that's my support. I will hang in there until that's what you look like. All right, well, let's move on. Okay, today in this episode, we're going to talk about some easy meal prep ideas and how to create a PCOS-friendly plate so that when you're cooking, whatever it is that you like, it doesn't necessarily have to be the recipes I recommend, 
But when you're cooking them, I want you to feel confident in the way that you are pairing your foods, how much carbs you're putting on your plate, and so on, so that you are achieving the PCOS weight loss results you deserve for the effort you're putting into cooking, selecting the recipes you like, prepping in containers. All of this is time spent, and I want you to do it in a way that will lead to the results that you deserve to see. Yes. And before we get started, we're going to do our Monday motivation of the week. These are sisters who are managing their PCOS, losing weight, and as we always say, showing PCOS who the boss is. <laughs> now, our first win of the week is from Hannah in the sisterhood. And she said, I tried to make the green beans, but I only had the mixed vegetables and orange chicken stir fry. It tasted so good. Also, I'm nine pounds down after one month of doing gluten and dairy free plus ovacetol. It's amazing. I had days where I slipped up on eating healthy, but still kept going. I can't really see a difference on my body yet, but at least it shows on my face. But overall, I feel great. That's amazing. The fact that you feel great, you're seeing the results on the scale, and it's not really about being perfection. It's all about being consistency. So don't worry about the days where you like slip up or anything like that. And a lot of times you see the results like first on your face because that's where a lot of times people can like store like water, uh, retention. water retention and inflammation in their face. So that's where you see the immediate results and then the rest of the body follows. So just great job. Yes. What a beautiful photo. And that orange chicken, I made it like three times to perfect the recipe in the Sisterhood app. Yeah. So I think that it's a really good recipe at this point in yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah. And Hannah also showed a picture of her face before and after the the, um, the one month. And you can see the difference as well. She's glowing. And of, I mean, of course, in both pictures, she looks amazing. But in the second picture, you can tell that um, she has lost some of that inflammation in the face and, you know, just just glowing a little bit more. Stunning. Next, we have Maya. She says she's from the sisterhood. She says, today I have set the intention to buy my groceries, make a yummy meal off the sisterhood app and take my Ovastol supplement. I've been in the sisterhood for a little over a month and it's been a bit rough for me to get started, but I am here and I'm doing it today. The spicy tuna bowl and rice is so delicious. Yes, I love the spicy tuna bowl and rice because it is something that you don't have to cook. You can literally just take the tuna out of the can, mix it with sriracha, and it makes spicy tuna. And just so everyone knows, in the meantime, while we're recording this podcast, there is chicken in the oven. That's right. So I just thought it would be fitting to start my meal prep before this podcast episode. So I might have to step aside mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. take it out of the oven yes. in 20 minutes. But shout out to Maya for the picture she sent of her spicy tuna bowl. It looks amazing and just uh, just a great job with, you know, making making the meals, the groceries and meal planning basically um, for your PCOS. And for anyone who wants to see like these images, um, sisters sharing their journey and their messages and their wins, just head over to the Sisterhood Facebook community group, the private Facebook group. If you're in the Sisterhood, then you're already there and you can just always participate and, and talk amongst each other. Yes. So let's get into it. We do a poll in the Sisterhood app. We like to hear some feedback. We like to hear who's on the same page. And our question this time in the poll was, what symptoms were you able to improve or heal this year with PCOS? Tell more in the comments. So let's start from the least percentage, right? Yeah. So we did a poll with like, I think there's about six options. Um, yeah. Let's go with the least first. So the least decided option <laughs> see that just make it more confusing as possible the least option was i sleep better plus have more energy yes eight percent said 
I sleep better and have more energy this year. So that basically that means the people were not able to improve that symptom. Right. Or yeah. Yeah. And then nine people said I have less cravings. Nine percent said I had less cravings. Ten percent said I am less inflamed and bloated. And then nineteen percent said I lost weight, so a little bit more there. So that's that's great for a lot of people who, if, if your goal was to lose weight, it looks like uh, third most uh, given choice was that. Mm-hmm. And then we have twenty five percent say I built new habits, which is great. So good. So good for PCOS management. Mm-hmm. And number one. 29% said I improved my menstrual cycles. That's amazing. You know, for anyone who was looking to regulate your period or, you know, get your period back, we talk about on this podcast a lot how your period is essentially one of the vital signs of your body. So if your period is healthy, that means overall, like your hormonal balance, I mean, not a guarantee, but it means that there is good, proper hormonal balance happening in your body. Now, again, the top three percentages, again, just to kind of summarize the people who or what people were able to most improve or heal this year with PCOS in the sisterhood. Number one was 29%, I improved my menstrual cycles, 25%, I built new habits, and 19%, I lost weight. So great job to all those sisters. Great job, sisters. And for anyone who's listening, I want you to feel motivated. Um, It's very normal to get your period back before you start losing weight because like Sirak said it's a vital sign and you're balancing your hormones and then your symptoms start to improve like cravings energy weight loss and so on and yeah and big shout out to everybody who also you know had less inflammation who had better energy slept better had less cravings and for anyone who maybe maybe your goal in your mindset wasn't reached or maybe you you didn't get to the level you wanted to get to, but just know that that's okay. You know, just you trying your best or just trying in general, taking that first step, next few steps is really important. And just you being here and listening to a podcast is a goal right there of its own that you're achieving. So just just, um, for going into 2024, as we talk about in this podcast about meal planning, as we go into 2024, just go with that mindset that, you know, you're building this momentum into the new year. I love that. So let's hop into it. Easy meal ideas for PCOS and how to construct a PCOS-friendly plate. So I'm a registered dietitian for anyone who's listening and hasn't heard me talk about it before, but I'm a registered dietitian and I have my license. And so I'm obsessed with talking about food and health and how to improve your metabolic health. And so when it comes to easy meal ideas, you know, it's not just about eating chicken and broccoli and like healthy food. It's really about eating foods that you love and making them in a way that is serving your body. And when we have PCOS, we have a lot of inflammation and insulin resistance and we have slower metabolisms because of it. So the foods we choose should be targeting those issues and the way we pair our foods should be targeting those issues. So I want to share with you some of the ways that I construct a PCOS friendly plate. And at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about some of our favorite meals from the sisterhood. Sirak, I haven't asked you what your favorite meals were before this podcast episode. So you will be put on the spot. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anytime, you let me know. But I also didn't want to mention, like, Italian, as you're a PCOS dietitian, you also have PCOS. And throughout your journey, you learned along the way, like, which foods were really good for your metabolism, for your insulin resistance, lowering inflammation, and so forth. So when you were learning along the way, you really learned to to make the meal planning around, like, specifically PCOS, which is, like, makes it really valuable because... 
um, sometimes like you really need to do certain things specifically to cater to insulin yeah. resistance or lowering inflammation. So it's it's really good knowledge that we'll talk about today on the podcast. Yeah, I, I remember eating really healthy in college and still gaining weight with PCOS because I wasn't eating in a specific way for my hormone health. And I think that that is like a really important factor to uh, making sure that I'm seeing the results that I deserve. I just, if you're one of those people who eats healthier than the people around them and you still can't lose weight with PCOS, like, listen up. This is the podcast episode for you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the first part um, of how to, or I guess you want to first talk about how to construct a PCOS-friendly plate, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how to construct a PCOS-friendly plate. So the first thing I want you to know is that I kind of like split my plate into one fourth of my plate being protein, one fourth being carbs, and then half of my plate being fiber. So let's start about the one fourth of my plate being protein. So can I just break it down into percentages for people who are not good with fractions? Because okay. anytime I've heard fractions in the past for myself, oh, really? I get confused. So just so anyone knows, so for your plate, sure. 25% protein. 25% carb and 50% fiber. Okay, so I like to make sure I'm having around 30 grams of protein in every meal, including breakfast, if not more than that, because the protein is really going to help boost my metabolism and keep me fuller longer by stabilizing blood sugar and reducing insulin resistance and really supporting like muscle development and maintenance, especially if you're doing slow-weighted workouts. It's really easy to eat too little protein. Like I started counting how many grams of protein I was eating um, a few months ago just to see. And I realized I really wasn't like hitting what I wanted to hit. So I made this list of how much of certain foods you would have to eat in order to get 30 grams of protein. And now I kind of like memorized what this looks like on my plate. Sometimes I do like weigh my food just for fun, but it's not really like a habit anymore. I think that's not really a lifestyle. You should do it for a period of time and kind of just let that go and let your body kind of adjust in your mind and your eye to start you know, learning how much it looks like. So let's go through this list of foods that are 30 grams of protein. Okay, so um, I'll go through the list. The first one is f five eggs. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a good like hearty breakfast to have. Maybe it might be too much for some people. So you yeah. could find different ways to combine maybe a couple of eggs with Protein the other things we're about something. to mention. Yeah, yeah. or like or uh, turkey bacon yeah. or sausage. Next one is four ounces of chicken breast. So pretty standard. Four ounces of ground beef, five ounces of ribeye steak, five ounces of canned tuna, five ounces of salmon, six ounces of shrimp, 12 ounces of firm tofu, uh, one and a half cups of lentils, two cups of black beans, three and three quarter cups of peas, three and three quarter cups of cooked quinoa. And then the last one is two cups of chickpeas. So the last, I would say the last six ones I just mentioned are all um, obviously vegetarian or vegan. Whereas the first half was all um, animal-based or seafood-based. Mm -hmm. So the first half that are animal-based are zero grams of carbs. We'll get into carbs in a little bit, but I just want you to know that the ones that were vegan, vegetarian, protein sources like lentils, black beans, peas, cooked quinoa, chickpeas, these have carbs in them. And I think they are a great nutritional 
food that you should definitely have. But I also think that having two cups of chickpeas for dinner and which will, would be a hundred grams of carbs, isn't the best way to manage PCOS if you have insulin resistance. Um, what you can do is add tofu to it, which ha is lower in carbs and also has protein in it. And you can like mix and match it in a way that will achieve your goal instead of eating two cups of chickpeas or three and three fourths cups of quinoa. It's just a lot. Yeah. And the cool thing with this is these are essentially like templates, right? So you can take the protein from here and then you can take the fiber from our next list and then the carbs and so forth. And you basically construct a plate and you can do that for each meal. You can meal prep and meal plan for each meal to make like a bunch of each one. So you can essentially put each into its own like uh, plated category. Yeah, exactly. So in your um, visually speaking, your plate, like Sirak said, 25% would be protein. And then so you get your four ounce chicken breast. Exactly. And that would just take up a fourth of your plate. Yeah. And then we'll get to the fiber and then the carbs um, next. Yes. But uh, before, we, before we do get to that, we did want to mention we do have our 2024 um, January. Oh, yeah. yeah, our January 1st uh, plan that's launching. It's actually our four-week meal and workout plan. So it's essentially a, uh, a meal and workout plan that has step-by-step -step videos and PDFs, downloadable um, recipe, recipe books in addition to the step-by-step -step videos. And it's essentially meant to give you um, a four-week plan to every day exactly how to eat and exactly how to work out. All the workouts have full workout videos, which are um, set up in uh, group workout videos. So essentially it's me and Talene working out or me and Talene and her friends or sister in the videos. It's really fun because like you'll be working out with us with like three people in the video together for like, you know, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, like full length videos. And a lot of sisters have had success with this four week meal and workout plan. We recently refilmed it. I think it was two years ago because we wanted it to have like all of these details in it. And the way that I'm describing how to plate your food is exactly how I've designed all of the recipes in the meal and workout plan. So we've made sure that this is truly like all encompassing of all of the tips that we give to boost metabolism and improve insulin sensitivity for women with PCOS. And it's just like our baby. Yeah. And the reason why the January 1st um, launch is special is because we're doing very special bonuses only this time of year. So when you enroll in the four week meal and workout plan, and again, this plan, you have a lifetime access once you um, once you enroll. But uh, when you enroll on January 1st, you will get one year free in the sisterhood. I'm talking about the app. So you'll have one year free access to the app to basically have your own PCOS plan, your own recipes, workouts, everything all in your hands for the, oops, Tallinn's alarm. My alarm, I have to get the chicken. Yeah, um, but essentially you'll have access to the app for free for an entire year. Yeah, the app has a bunch of PCOS friendly recipes as well. So we just want you to have all the resources you need for 2024. Yeah, um, I'm forgetting to mention too, you'll also get a free PCOS multivitamin. It's the multivitamin oh, yeah. that we include with our uh, Metabolism Plus bundle. So you will get uh, a free PCOS multivitamin when you enroll, plus a, a voucher off of a lab kit uh, $250 off of a lab kit to help you, um, you know, do a lab kit at home and get to the root causes of your PCOS. So again, just to summarize, four-week meal and workout plan launching January, January 1st with very special uh, bonuses only in the new year for the app, free PCOS multivitamin, 
and the lab kit. So exciting. Okay, on that note, I'm going to get the chicken out of the oven. Okay. Sirak, you continue talking about fiber. Okay. All right. So we talked about, oh, there's a lot of pressure on me. Ty and come back fast. Just kidding. Sorry, we talked about protein, right? Protein should be 25% of your plate. Well, fiber should be half or 50% of your plate. And the reason why the fiber and the micronutrients found in vegetables contribute to very improved insulin sensitivity. The fiber slows down the digestion and the absorption of carbs, which prevents the rapid spikes in blood sugar levels. And then the antioxidants in the vegetables help to reduce the oxidative stress, which is the inflammation, which also contributes to better insulin regulation. So it's like a win-win. Not only are you getting the antioxidants to help reduce inflammation, but you're also improving insulin sensitivity with the, um, the prevention of the rapid spikes. So some of Tallinn's favorite veggies um, for PCOS are leafy greens like spinach as well as kale. They're really good, uh, rich in iron and calcium, which of course is really good for women, but also specifically women with PCOS because of uh, it helps with you know regulating your period. Cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and cabbage, uh, because they contain compounds that help re uh, balance hormones. So for example, cabbage contains L-glutamine, which is amazing for healing the gut with PCOS. Now, one thing to keep in mind, you also want to include colors now i'm not like i'm not talking about like coloring colors but colors like bell peppers tomatoes carrots sweet potatoes think about the rainbow you want to pack it with all these different colors because they have different kinds of antioxidants and vitamins so you want to basically include different colors of vegetables as much as possible so essentially that's it you know you want to pick from some of these vegetables that we just mentioned to include it as part of like 50 percent of your plate so Again, you get you pick a protein from the from the protein list, and then you pick a fiber from the pr uh, fiber list to make it fifty percent. And then next, we come to our carbs. So still waiting for Italian, but I'm just gonna keep going. So now we're coming to our gluten-free and complex carbs. Now this should be a quarter of your plate or. 25% of your plate. This is basically the last portion of your plate. It's really important that you don't cut out carbs completely. Instead, you want to choose complex carbs because they take longer to break down um, compared to simple carbs. So simple carbs as the... Oh, she's back. <laughs> what happened? Talk to I, us. I had to leave it in for 10 more minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't like fully done? The potatoes weren't fully cooked. I'm doing like a sheet pan recipe where everything's on one pan so it's easier. So you just put it all in the oven at once and it just needs 10 more minutes. Okay, cool. Awesome. So I, I was just talking about carbs. So when it comes to carbs, we're talking about gluten-free complex carbs. And I was just talking about complex versus simple. So complex carbs, think like sweet potatoes they, and like or like oatmeal, they take longer to digest. Whereas simple carbs... Um, think like a cracker or something like that, or maybe rice. Sugar, rice. Sugar, rice. They basically, um, your body burns through it really fast, which results in like a very sharp 
um, spike in your blood sugar levels and a spike down. Whereas if it's complex, it's slower to digest. Therefore, you don't have a, a sharp spike in your blood sugar level. Yeah, like beans, for example, have protein and fiber, and that's why they're complex carbs, so that your blood sugar doesn't like spike so high, unless you eat a lot of them, which I don't suggest doing. Yeah. Um, but then you have like white bread, which is super processed, easily digestible, quickly goes into your bloodstream. Wait, white bread? White bread, Oh, you yeah. say easily digestible? Like it's well, for some, easily okay. broken down is oh, what Oh, that's I mean. what I mean. Okay. Because yeah. like a lot of times that like white bread because of the gluten and just overall like the wheat it can be like harder to digest exactly yeah that's true but you, you meant once you it meant hits your bloodstream yeah, yeah. You yeah carbs, it's yeah. not like complex yeah what are your favorite like complex carbs so when it comes to gluten-free complex carbs i like things like quinoa i like chickpeas um sweet potatoes gluten-free oats i really like buckwheat it has like a delicious nutty flavor uh, it's kind of hard to find i've had to like order it online actually um, but it's so, so good. I love it. And then fruits are also, um, you know, carbs that are gluten-free. And if you choose the, the types of fruits that don't raise your blood sugar as much, like blueberries and strawberries, that's a great source of carbs as well. Lentils, too. Yeah. So huh, I'm out of breath. I like ran up the stairs. <laughs> I know. I heard you. <laughs> I'll give you some time to catch your breath. But we also just want to mention, too, like we were talking about the four-week meal and workout plan earlier and how you'll get one year free in the sisterhood when you enroll. Well, in the in the sisterhood, you can discover your carb tolerance with our PCOS yeah. weight loss uh, method masterclasses. So we have a whole masterclass like learning section in the app, and you can actually learn your carb tolerance and have a tracker that essentially helps you track your carb tolerance along the way to help you get to the right levels. And I think this is really important when it comes to carbs because we've developed such a fear around them because of the way they affect our blood sugar. But when you know your carb tolerance and you're choosing carbs that are complex carbs, that are gluten-free carbs, then it's going to be anti-inflammatory. It's going to help your metabolism instead of break your metabolism, which is essentially when you stop eating carbs altogether, what you're doing. So we want sisters to feel empowered when they choose how they want to put carbs on their plate instead of scared. Yeah. And speaking of, here's a testimony from a sister who recently discovered her carb tolerance. Her name is Katie. And she said, sisters, find period your period carb period tolerance clap. And she says, I've been gluten dairy free and egg free uh, from an allergy. Uh, her, I guess she has an egg allergy uh, since October. Taking supplements, managing stress, slowly to workouts, and I was stuck. Since January, I got curious about my carb tolerance and started experimenting. Mine is way lower than I thought, and staying there has made all the difference. I'm finally losing some weight. My energy is improving. I'm sleeping better, and my mood is so, so, so much better. I was doing all the other things, so I was more lax on carbs, but it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. So it's a great job for Katie. In her case, her uh, she found that her carb tolerance was lower but in many cases it's it varies for a lot of people it can be 100 grams for some it can be 120 70 it really mm -hmm. is based on each person's uh, individual um, needs and, and great job for katie because you know a lot of times it can be this one thing or two things that's like holding you from more from more success mm -hmm. and in her case she felt that she was stuck and it was the carbs that changed um, her yeah. results. So just great job. That's great. I mean, there's a lot of layers to PCOS weight loss and it's so frustrating when you do a lot of things and you don't see the results, but we always encourage you to keep 
pushing and keep trying and learning. And that's why we created the Sisterhood app. It's like a hub where all that information is. So you're not like scavenging for it for 10 years. You know what I mean? So that's great that she found that as a resource and tracked her carbs and discovered her carb tolerance. For sure. And we didn't talk uh, about healthy fats yet. Do you want want to touch on healthy fats? So... I, um, this isn't part of like the plate because obviously like one fourth of your plate isn't just going to be healthy fats. I mean, it could be, but usually it's not. Um, for me, the healthy fat portion is the olive oil that I cook with the avocado. I add to the side, maybe the dressing on my salad. These are all healthy fats. Um, and they're actually so important for ovarian function. I know somebody who was like scared of putting dressing on salad because it's fattening because it's fat. And it's just, I wanted to be like, no, it's so important for ovarian function because they provide the building blocks for hormonal production like estrogen and progesterone, and they help maintain your cell's membranes. So like on a cellular level, it's really important. And that would help effectively communicate between your cells and supporting a balanced hormonal environment. So it's not just fat makes you fat. It doesn't. It actually supports ovarian function and hormone health. And, you know, fish oil, for example, we talk about that a lot, is so important. And there are studies that show that fish oil boosts your metabolism and speeds it up. And then there's studies about avocado and how it's associated with lower prevalence of excess weight. And Mm -hmm. it just goes to show that this is an essential part of your metabolic health. And, you know, it's all about how you're balancing your plate with it and um, making sure you're not missing any of these categories. Oh, yeah. I mean, having enough healthy fats in your in your daily diet is really important for hormonal balance. Like for for everybody, even for like, for for example, for men, if you don't have enough healthy fats, your testosterone will go down. So these are all really important factors. And some of our favorite healthy fats are avocado, hummus, nut butters, seeds like flax and chia. Oh, chia is tough. Italian loves chia seeds, Uh, healthy oils like coconut and avocado, dark chocolate, eggs, uh, fatty fish. They're all great additions to like your daily routine. And just keep in mind, like when you're meal prepping, it's just the best way ahead of time to ensure that you're you're balancing your plate, that you're preparing all your protein, you're getting all your gluten-free carbs ready, and you're basically getting like your fiber ready, and everything is basically just organized so you can just like set it all up and not think about it. That's like the hardest part about, you know, eating healthy, right, is because is that you either have to like prepare it every single time or it costs um, it's a lot it can of cause, work. But when you like prepare it ahead of time, you meal prep, it's actually, it can be cheap and it can be yeah. much more resourceful because you can like do it yourself from the grocery store and, and so forth versus and you, like doing like meal prep companies. Oh, true. And you feel less like PCOS is imposing on your life because you've taken time maybe on Sunday and on Wednesday to plan out what you're going to eat for lunch for the next couple of days. And then you can just grab it out of the fridge instead of thinking, okay, let me like weigh my carbs. Okay. Like, is it in my carb tolerance? I don't know. I don't have time for this, blah, blah, blah. Just do it all at once in one or two days during the week. Yeah. And then um, let's talk about some things that we exclude when planning meals. So the first one is going, and these are not, these aren't meant to be like, you can never eat these things or that like, you're not allowed to touch these. These are just like, in general, some of the things that we're trying to limit or uh, remove overall. But for, first one is like sugar and processed foods. So mm-hmm. like just like in general, trying to avoid avoid processed sugars and prepackaged foods. You know, like 
when you like over consume like sweeteners, juices, or pure fruit smoothies with no protein, it certain it starts to add up on the sugar. So you just want to be aware of that. So for example, if you're gonna buy like a protein bar, look at the packaging. Does it have more than five grams of sugar? Maybe if it if it does, maybe look for one that has five grams or a little bit less. So just being more aware of how much sugar certain things have doesn't mean you have to have things with zero grams it just means try to like change certain options to ones that have a little bit less sugar so it doesn't add up at the end of the day exactly and i like to use xylitol instead of sugar when i'm baking um i always like to have that pre-workout snack i show on instagram sometimes and what i like to eat as a pre-workout snack is typically like a cookie a, a pcos friendly cookie from the sisterhood app something like a protein ball or something and i use xylitol to sweeten it that way i'm keeping that level of sugar intake throughout the day as low as possible and you know preparing those in advance also helps me avoid eating processed foods like kind bars and protein bars and stuff to just like grab and go so yeah and just keep in mind just a warning xylitol can be po- or is poisonous to dogs oh yeah i don't know if it's also poisonous to like cats and other animals but possibly if like dogs are uh, allergic so just be in mind don't keep xylitol like dog level or like yeah. keep it closed just in case or if you have a dog maybe don't have it at all and just be something else you know like we generally don't love stevia just because of how it can still affect insulin resistance and, and your gut microbiome. But if you feel like it doesn't affect you and you feel like that's a better alternative just because of your dog or just in general, like that's up to you. But we our preference is xylitol. Yes. Don't meal prep for your dog with xylitol. Yeah. So then a couple other things that I like to exclude from my meal plans, gluten and dairy. And you've heard us talk about this before and how gluten can affect your level of inflammation, especially dairy as well, because PCOS is an inflammatory condition. And now there's new research and new guidelines on how to diagnose PCOS. And I read that they state that PCOS is now considered an autoimmune disease, which means that we have chronic inflammation driving that immune response. So it's important to reduce our exposure to things that are inflammatory to us. And now that's why I always suggest trying to go gluten and dairy free for 30 days to see how you feel, to see if those are two foods that are causing inflammation in your body. And meal prepping can really help you um, go gluten and dairy free because then, you know, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to eat out. When it comes to like dairy, sometimes it's hard to quit eating dairy. So you know, when you're meal prepping and you're adding your healthy fat into your meal, like your hummus or your guac or your avocado, that kind of replaces that dairy, uh, that craving for dairy, that fatty like cheese or something. So it's just a lot easier when you're meal prepping to try gluten and dairy free for 30 days and see how it makes you feel to reduce that inflammatory response and improve your cellular metabolism. Um, Essentially with PCOS, we have a slow metabolism um, we have insulin resistance, we're kind of like at a bit of a disadvantage. And to improve that, we can make changes so that we're more metabolically fit. And then we can naturally lose weight instead of cutting calories. We could just eat healthy and, you know, not gain weight. And that's the goal, right? So that's why um, trying it for 30 days is so important. And in the four-week meal and workout plan, that's 30 days, essentially. So you'd be going gluten and dairy-free for 30 days. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, if you've ever tried to want to go gluten dairy-free for 30 days to see how it was, but you don't know how to start or you feel like it's overwhelming, the four-week meal and workout plan really has a whole, like, again, whole, like, um, uh, organized uh, step-by-step plan. 
and it's all it's all about meal planning making meals ahead of time and that like for example you're not making a new meal every single day you you meal prep so that you eat certain meals on mondays and like wednesdays and fridays or like tuesdays and thursdays so everything is prepared ahead of time for breakfast and certain things like that so it makes it really easy but essentially if you ever needed a guide this can be the uh, perfect time for you and as a way of like us always trying to help out the community and trying to give out as many things as possible we're also like giving this with the one year free in the app so not only you get the the four-week plan to start the year but you also for the entire year of 2024 you get to find your carb tolerance you get to have a community to talk to for any of your issues or to us like to answer your questions you also get masterclass videos you get a workout library and you get all the recipes in the app which are like more than 100 gluten dairy recipes so essentially it's like um we're trying to give you everything you need for 2024 so um, the only other thing you would need is basically your doctor to help you through your PCOS management. So that's basically um, what we try to do every single year is set up this amazing program for everyone to give as many things away for free, including the lab kit to just basic and the, and the multivitamin this year. We added that this year, multivitamin at no extra cost, just to basically give you the whole year toolkit. And yeah, that's we hope that Love you that. We, you enjoy it. I wish I had this 10 years ago. Yeah. And if you're wondering where to, to, just, to just like look, look around and see like what it's about, just head over to PCOSweightloss.org and um, go to our program section where you'll see the course. And it's also the link in the description if you are interested. Yes. Now, Sirak, tell us some meals. Okay. Let's list three meals that we both love or that you love or that I love. Okay, I'll, I will start with the squash taco. So this is the one where you get the butternut squash. Mm. You cut it in half. Mm-hmm. You do some special things to it. To this day, I don't know what. And you, you put it in it. the oven. And then in the oven, it becomes like this soft, buttery texture. You like mush it up or something. And then you on top of it, you put this ground beef with that, seasoning. Yeah, it's cooked with oh taco my. seasoning. And then you put green onions, pickles, it's shallots, so good. avocado, It's like cilantro. the flavor. Yeah, it's the flavor of it is amazing. So that's what, that's my number one. So it doesn't like fold like a taco. It's just everything you'd put yeah, in yeah. a taco on squash. Yeah, exactly. Which is better for blood sugar because squash has more fiber than a corn tortilla. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I love is Mongolian beef. Mm-hmm. Oh, how I love the Mongolian beef recipe in the sisterhood. It makes me feel like I'm at Panda Express. When I was younger, I used to love Panda Express. Then I learned that there was so much sugar, gluten, and all kinds of things. (laughs) So that's a PCOS-friendly rendition of Panda Express. Nice. And then my other one is, which is like kind of like ironic or like a a surprise because I don't like fish. But there's these fish tacos that you make with all like the seasoning or like the toppings that you put in stuff. It goes really good because like a nice clean fish doesn't have a fishy taste to it, and it goes really good with the tacos and like the the pickled onions. So I that's don't a, know that's if one of I would faves. call it a nice clean fish, Sirak. I dredge it in like a cilantro mayo sauce. No, when I say clean, I mean it doesn't taste fishy. Yeah, it doesn't. And then I put like gluten free breadcrumbs on it, and then I. I bake it and the breadcrumbs become this like delicious, like crispy, golden yeah. brown. Oh my gosh. And then you put it in the taco and then it's crunchy. It's like crunchy fish tacos. Yeah. Some honorable mentions though, the breaded chicken. Breaded chicken. That's a classic. I haven't done I can that have, in a minute. I can, yeah. I can have that once a week for the rest of my life. Of course, like when you make ground beef, like your, your, your taco game is great. Your club sandwiches that are also in the meal and workout plan is so good. Mm. 
I haven't complained one time. Like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There has been times where I've been like <laughs> telling what the, what is like some, when you experiment with stuff, you know. Yeah. The, I'll be like, telling. There's a creamed well, corn and chicken thigh recipe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with really like good. crispy. Sage that one's like and, a bougie one though. That yeah. one's like you think you're that's at a restaurant. That's not meal prep. That's like fancy yeah, dinner. Yeah, but that one's really good. That yeah. one's really good. Well, sisters, I hope you enjoy this episode. We love talking about food. I know it's one of Talian's favorite uh, episode topics. And on that note, I have to take the chicken oh, yeah, out the of beeping. the oven because it's been beeping for three minutes and now it's burning. Yes. But if anyone's wondering what it is, you're probably going to see it on Instagram. It's my everything bagel seasoned chicken with green beans and sweet potatoes. Yes. Things you can do with everything bagel seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sisters. Well, we wish everyone a great rest of their week and we just wish you a great um, rest of December. You know, enjoy the holidays, spend it with your family and take this time to just, just relax and enjoy the festivities. And uh, if you are interested in the new launch of the meal and workout plan on January 1st, just check out the link in bio and, put, and bookmark it so you're aware. And yeah, we will talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.